Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership Podcast. Real inspiration for real innovators. If you're looking for innovation and leadership transformation, your journey starts now. Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bourne. I can't believe we are almost at the end of the year. And for that reason, we are going to focus on a very critical topic today. As we reflect on 2020 (laughs) and as we lean into 2021 and all that it holds for us, I want us to think today about our personal leadership agility. And I'm excited about my guest today, Jody Charlotte. Jody helps clients transform from technically brilliant producers to powerful leaders by tackling blind spots that may be stealing their leadership power. Jody has served as a full-time consultant since 2004. Prior to coaching, Jody spent over 25 years in corporate leadership roles in professional services and in technology firms, both in Atlanta and Silicon Valley. Welcome to the podcast, Jody. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Well, you know, Jody, I'm so excited about this topic on leadership agility. Whenever we reach the end of a year, it's always the perfect opportunity to look back on the year and see if we grew, expanded, and learned. And I believe 2020 gave us many opportunities to find out how agile we were as leaders. So let's talk about how we want to define our leadership agility moving forward. Well, great question. I mean, yes, 2020 will be a memorable year to look back on, ironically enough. Yeah. Leadership agility. Wow. Even before what happened this year, you know, we've been living in such a volatile uncertain, chaotic and ambiguous world, right? So coaching for 16 years, part of that, you know, really working on my own leadership for, you know, decade before that, the world's always been crazy volatile, but we had an illusion. We had some control. And I think 2020 really put us on a 10x speed. I mean, it was the perfect storm of what was already happening, but we were getting dress rehearsal for something even bigger. Whereas we were riding the wave of chaos, it's like we we had multiple waves coming in us, washing us into the beach, right? And so, you know, as we look back, I mean, the good news is, and I will say this as a human and a coach and a, a mom and a, a friend and a colleague, you know, you know, as humans, we're, we're pretty change resilient, but, you know, even a large Porsche plunge gets full. And uh, I think it's been, uh, it's been really testing us that if we needed leadership agility, then we certainly have no choice but to build it now. Oh, yes, absolutely. You said a word I want to remain with just for a moment. You said chaos. What do you feel like is creating this chaos? Do you feel like it's the internal or external factors of life? And honestly, in the year 2020, I believe it's both because as I think about a lot of the news headlines, there's a lot happening around the world that is truly external chaos, but we're internalizing it. We're taking that in. And while the world is in a storm, we're letting that storm get into us. Oh, absolutely. I think it is both. You know, it's kind of like nature nurture, right? What's inside us, what's external. And as we think about building leadership agility, building resilience, Being able to navigate this perfect storm of what's happening in the world, the speed, there is an inside component and an external component, right? We can't control what's out in the world. We can only control ourselves. You know, it's interesting. I think about my own journey. I mean, I always say to clients, I'm on the same journey you are. I want, you know, we go from survival to safety, stability, you know, success and significance. We're all on a journey to be significant, right? In whatever part of the world we want to be significant, work, home, life, we want to live a life that matters, right? But 
you know, mid-career, you know, uh, before I've been a coach for 16 years and mid-career, I was very fortunate to have a coach that really helped me understand me, get right with me. And that internal work was really the precursor to being the coach I am today. I mean, I, it's that internal work because when you do your internal work, you have a power, you have an internal power that when the winds turn and the train gets rocky, you know, the more grounded you are, the more powerful you are against the storm, right? So if you're in good internal shape, you fight the elements a whole lot better than if you're not. That's why, you know, when people say, you know, how do I prepare for this? I'm like, well, it always starts from within. We have to kind of prepare ourselves inward for this crazy chaotic world. Yes, 100%. What you said absolutely resonates with me. For our listeners, could you define what leadership agility means to you? What are some of the ways that they should be thinking about their leadership agility as they look back on 2020 and whether or not they had leadership agility or not? Well, I think, you know, it's a journey we're all on and, you know, leadership agility, and I'll use this in a classic sense. It's just kind of my definition of it, but it's really that mindset, that skill set, that capability to really operate and lead in this really messy, messy world with power and grace. And it's really interesting. I'll draw on it from my own. I, like for the first 20 years of my career, I thought, you know, we fight with the system. We believe the world should be a certain way, right? And uh, so I, I always say the first half of my life I spent fighting the world and the second half, it's like, oh yeah, now I get it. <laughs> but the world is messy. It's always been messy. It's always been dysfunctional. It's always been chaotic. It's always been crazy. And And yet, you know, you know whether, you know, we it has ups and downs, it has ebbs and flows. And I laugh. I said the first, you know, first part of my career, I spent thinking the world should be functional and fighting against it. Now I just know it's dysfunctional and I'm trying to help it get better. Right. So, cause I always say to people that one little shift, they're like, how did you make the shift? And I said, when I made that mental shift that the world was messy, that I couldn't control it, that I had to figure out how to be the best I could be in this mess. It was like a calm came over me. It's like when I kind of got that mental model and I did that through two years of a counseling degree, which is a great way. I wish every CEO could go through a counseling degree because, boy, does it make you look at yourself. And um, it really helped me. I thought I was going to get tools to help my clients be better. What it did was make me better as a human and gave me more resilience to really understand, you know, how do we thrive and survive in what is already a very messy world. So, you know, as we think about agility and building it, we're all on that journey to build it. And different times of life, we're going to be tested because sometimes we may need more than others. But it's that dance we're doing with the messy world, the complex world, and finding the power and grace to do it, even amidst all that mess. I've been coaching for 16 years, 20 years before that I've been, you know, I've seen the speed, you know, I've, uh, you know, seen quite a few things and what's coming ahead. And we're not yet equipped. We're still all mentally and practically trying to get there. I had a really great opportunity. My own coach introduced me to the leadership agility body of work by Bill Joyner, who wrote a great book, award-winning book back in uh, 2006 on, you know, how do we develop and grow as leaders? It's actually entitled leadership agility. So there's a methodology and an approach and some great research out of Harvard and some great thought leaders that are really studying how do we prepare leaders for what's ahead? How do we get that agility? So it's that dance that we're doing every day between, you know, delivering our expertise, working in relationships, dealing with the unknown. How are we operating in this volatile, uncertain, chaotic world? And we're not really prepared for it. 
you know, 80% of our leaders are still kind of stuck in the old model. And so it's, we're going through a real transformation as humans, as leaders, as businesses. What you are saying is so important because a lot of times I feel like we become our jobs. And then if our jobs become unstable, we become unstable. But what you are speaking to is this idea that you need to clearly understand your purpose, your calling, and why you're on this earth. And through that center and through that understanding, you can then help people around you versus fighting against the system. And those systems exist. Some are seen and some are unseen. And us as one person trying to fight against that system, even saying that out loud, that just feels and sounds exhausting. But instead, you're saying, I know who I am and I know what skills, abilities, and talents I bring to the table to enact change. And that feels freeing, not taxing. And so I like that contrast that you gave there. Yeah, it was life-changing for me. You know, I always say to my clients, I'm holding a space for when you cross over, right? Yes. I'm there and I have spent, you know, I've had a coach in my life for nearly 25 years and I've been very blessed at some point, you know, and I mean, it's been a big support system for me. I have a great family. I have lots of mentors, sponsors. It takes a village to uh, grow, right? So I, I learned many years ago that if I'm getting where I need to be, I need co-players to help me get there, right? If you're going to play a bigger game, a bigger game requires a bigger world, a bigger footprint, and a lot of, lot of support system. I say I hold a space for crossing over because the world is still messy, but the way you enter into it is very different. And, you know, I think back to something I, my very first professional mentor told me, like this was 30 plus years ago. He said, step out of yourself. And I remember thinking, well, that's interesting because when you're in it, you can't see it. Right. And it just always stayed with me. You know, how do you get out of the system? Now, my husband's a real comic book, Comic-Con kind of geeky guy. Love him. Awesome man. And comics have great stories. But um, if anybody's a Star Trek person, you know, there's this enemy in the Star Trek series where they call it the Borg, where Borg is the collective system, right? And it will absorb you and make you one with the Borg, right? And I think of the world like the Borg, right? The system is trying to suck us into this vortex. And we have to fight the good fight to make sure we stay outside the system so we can help the system. And that's one of the hardest things as humans because there's so much wind and storm and rain pulling us into that. And so I think that's why grounding yourself and your purpose and your belief systems and your needs and understanding that kind of helps you know how to get into it without being absorbed by it. I think it's the holy grail of dealing with complexity and chaos and, and uncertainty because, you know, the reality is that's always been there. I just think it's coming in waves that is just more than any of us have ever experienced, right? So good news is we're all on the same journey together and we're all in this mess at one time. So we don't have to feel alone. One thing I'm thinking right now is that some of our listeners may be saying, hey, I didn't handle 2020 that great. And there were a lot of changes and I really struggled. What would you tell someone that's listening and they're just trying to pick themselves up and fight another day? What principles would you say are critical for someone that wants to introduce leadership agility into their life? Well, first of all, let me say, bravo, we're all struggling, right? Like, 
I coach across, you know, dozens of organizations. I coach from emerging leader to C-suite. I don't have anybody in my world, including myself, right? That's not struggling in some way, shape or form. You know, I had a client the other day say, gosh, I just feel like our organization, even though their organization is turning around and they've been able to make some, he goes, I feel like we're just operating at 70%. We just can't get on all cylinders. I'm like, dude, 70% is great right now. I'm like, we're cognitively overloaded. We're emotionally overloaded. If you've got people that are functioning, bravo, right? Yeah. But I think, first of all, recognizing that, you know, we're all struggling. This is, you know, with this, it's it's something bigger than, than any of us. So, you know, welcome to humanity. How we've navigated it depends on what's going on. You know, whether you have an aging parent in a nursing home or, you know, this personal piece that's so much bigger, you know, kids being out of school, if you're a parent, you know, communities, economic, like there's all these issues. And so we're all on the continuum. And so I think, first of all, it's just recognizing and honoring kind of where we are, like everybody's at a different level. And I think as leader, first of all, personal leadership, I got to recognize where I am on that continuum. Some of us are still in survival mode because there are situations and that are just putting us, I mean, people can barely make paycheck to paycheck, you know, under the best of circumstances, they were just cresting some stability and now they're in survival mode times 10, right? You know, other people may have a stability, like they may feel safer in their job at the volume of it, you know, the work and the change and the norms. It's like, it's three times harder to do your job because all the systems, all the norms, all the things that we were doing, we're already overwhelmed with too much work and speed and disruption. And so now it's like, we got to learn to dance while we're still trying to do the old dance. And so it's terribly awkward to build new systems while we're still burdened by doing the old things, right? It's these multiplicities that we have that we're working through. Recognize and, and have a conversation with yourself and others to normalize and say, where are you? Because I think we got to start where we are. We're in a, a rebuilding mode, a rebuilding of ourselves, a rebuilding of our lives, a rebuilding of our communities. And, you know, we're all trying to find that way forward. I think first and foremost, the old saying, put your mask on first, right? You can't help others if you're not helping yourself. Yeah, that's so good. And there's something that you said about how important intentionality is. At the beginning of the year, I actually sit down and I create a vision for the year and I write down my goals. In the past, I used to focus very heavily on goals. You know, I want to pay off debt or I want to get the certification. But one of my friends introduced me to a book called To Hell with the Hustle. And one of the things that they talk about in this book is that instead of focusing on goals, you should focus on formations. So instead of focusing on what you want to do, you focus on who you want to become. So what is it that you want to become? Is it a more resilient leader? Is it perhaps somebody that's more assertive in their leadership? So you would consider small ways that you'd want to step forward and become more assertive. And so I love that because I used to be so focused on goals, 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 and very goal-oriented, and it wears on you over time if you only focus on goals. And that doesn't negate goals. I think that they are very important at the end of the day. But if you accomplish all your goals but you aren't happy with the person that you've become, I think we're kind of missing the point. And for me, I had to start out by saying, if I focus on what I want to become, then the goals will naturally fall in line if I'm focused on the right behaviors in my life. And it's so important for our listeners because what you are talking about in the span of leadership is over time and not doing everything it takes today to get to that goal. And yet you burn yourself out for the future. 
I hear you. I think goals are important. I mean, you know, I, but I think they're a subset of bigger things, right? I think, you know, you got to start with the macro sense of purpose, vision, mission, like, why am I here? And I don't want to sound too woo, but the reality is when you know that the what becomes a little bit easier. We're all trying to build a life that matters, build a career that matters, become leaders who matter, right? And that looks different for all of us. But I remember years ago and my coach helped me kind of see these different levels. It's like, you know, we always see kind of the end state and goal, like, but there's a whole lot of goals and milestones in between to get there. And so I went to a place and my coach helped me see this as I was going to more of uh, getting on the journey to ensuring that I was building the life that matters to have a career that matters. What were the, what were the essence of that? Like I can move the piece parts around. And the other thing I remember, we had had a life issue, you know, a really, uh, you know, uh, an unexpected life issue with a family member that took me off my uh, goal plan or my life plan for a couple of years. And I remember my coach asking me, you know, what difference does it make today versus two years from now? And I said, you know, you're right. I'm on the path. I'm making strides. I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward on the plan or I take a side road. As long as we're on our journey to purpose, you know, we'll work out the details. But I think, you know, goals sometimes become so granular and so focused on the achievement, the doing, we forget that uh, the journey, the learning and the journey. And, and the other, other thing is there's really cool things that might become side journeys that are even better than the goals you set. So it's just getting out of the binary. I got to hit this or that. Um, and recognizing that as long as we have that central purpose and we're moving in the direction that's getting closer and closer aspirationally to what we want to be, who we want to be, how we want to live, how we want to engage, you know, we're being successful. Uh, and, you know, if the goal gets moved out or, you know, whatever, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's our journey, right? We're all, it's all made up. We're all on it. You know, these goals are contrived. It's like, are we trying to hit a contrived goal or is it really something, you know, really something meaningful? And the other thing is we get goal oriented and like with COVID, the goals we had, we got to recalibrate the goals. And, you know, Brian Moran wrote a book called the 12 week year. The goals may not even be the same three months from now. So, you know, we're having to rethink our mental models of what goals are about and how, what we're trying to build. And it's moving so fast. It's, it's that agility to kind of, be iterative, try, succeed, fail, re recap. I mean, we're, we're almost making it up as we go sometimes. But as long as we have central purpose, the, the direction we're moving, we can make up what's in the middle, but it's just being grounded by what our purpose is. Like, what are we, what are we really trying to achieve from a bigger picture? That's really good. I like to draw as you talk. And the visual that I wrote down is a road, not a ladder. And I blogged about this on LinkedIn years ago, but you know, we need to think about our careers more as a, a road and a journey and not a ladder that we have to climb. When you think about it that way, it creates a sense of a journey. And I feel like when we're on a ladder, there's a sense of urgency that we have to keep climbing up the ladder. But when you're on a road, you can stop along different exits and you can actually enjoy the scenery. <laughs> well, Jody, any final thoughts for our listeners? The final thought would be, this is your journey. This is your road, right? It's yours and yours alone in terms of who your your players are and, and the folks you want to bring that are that are driving with you. But, you know, leading from within is the power that's going to give you that emotional agility, that emotional power to deal with what's ahead. And so 
the world's only going to get messier. And so whatever you do, whatever resource, whether it's coach, mentor, family, spiritual advisor, whatever, you know, the only thing that's going to give us that resilience is to do that leading from within work. So we are prepared to take that journey as strong and powerful as we can. I always say, whether you do the work with me or someone else, do the work because the only way we're going to survive and thrive in this crazy world is to be as powerful and a resilience. And that's an inside job. So, yes. How can our listeners find you? You can find me at Jody Charlotte. I'm the only Jody Charlotte on LinkedIn. So, Jody Charlotte uh, at LinkedIn, you can drop me a note. I welcome new partnerships, new conversations. Um, also, if you're interested in learning more about leadership agility or the work that we're doing and helping the prime leaders for change and complexity, drop me a note on LinkedIn or via jodysharp.com forward slash virtual coffee. Drop me, you know, I'm open as much as I can to connecting and talking with people. If you need a resource, um, happy to share. And Natalie, I'll give you a few readings that you might want to share with your readers too, that, you know, can help people learn to build this kind of leadership agility and this self-agility and emotional power. And my website, uh, corporate website, where we do our leadership work is Acceleration Partners. E-X-C-E-L-E-A-E-R-A-T-I-O-N, like acceleration with Excel, uh, partners.com. And uh, happy to talk more about leadership, uh, personal leadership, career leadership, becoming better leaders at the end of the day, helping people get get through and navigate and stand tall in all of this uh, volatile, crazy world. Well, Jody, thank you for your time today. And thank you for your wisdom. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, thank you for the great work you're doing. Thank for the topics you're bringing. And I uh, enjoyed connecting with you today and really value what you're doing. Thank you, Jody. And to our listeners, thank you for joining the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. We would love for you to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership and share this episode on your social media platforms and tag us, of course. And remember, don't just get out of the box. Break the box and set it on fire. Let's go transform something. Thank you for joining us for the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership. And visit our site at innovationmeetsleadership.com for more innovation resources. Today's sponsorship is brought to you by Territory Global. We work at the intersection of experience and imagination. We help you pinpoint problems and turn them into opportunities. We make imagine happen. Some of the best organizations in the world choose us as their partner to help solve their strategy, innovation, transformation, story, and ways of working problems. Learn more at Territory.co.